0: Welcome to the Train Talks podcast station, the place to be for all matters related to the Gautrain and how it came to be South Africa's first ever rapid rail link. In studio today, Mr Libu Pume, Chief Audit Executive at the Gautrain Management Agency. That's a position he's held for the past eight years, having previously held a similar position with the Government Employees' Pension Fund. He's been an auditor for nearly 25 years and is vastly experienced in his field, Mr. Pume, firstly, welcome. Let's start with just how you first came to be involved with the Khao Train project.
1: Uh, I got involved way back in 2010, Um, as you have said, coming from GPF. Uh, It was um, an attractive brand and I applied for the job and luckily I got it. And then December I started. So it was to start internal auditing from scratch. We were still very few there. We were less than 10 or 15 people. So we were one of the first page to, to start uh, Howtrain as a corporate.
0: You say you had a small team at the start. What were some of your initial impressions when you walked through the door on the, on the first day, or on the first couple of weeks?
1: Um, I, I have never worked for, for a startup before. So Howtrain was, a, was like a startup to me because initially it was a project and then it was corporatized. And that's when we were employed as the first executives to, to lead this uh, management team and to roll out the structure. Um, and then that's how um, I came to, to join Train.
0: Now, the Train project obviously moved through different phases, development, operational, etc. cetera. So, so at what phase did you join the, the, the project?
1: I joined soon after they launched in June 2010 because they, they launched around the World Cup. And then uh, they had opened Senten to airport, And then that's when I joined. So I joined before they opened north-south Pretoria to Johannesburg. And then, yes, it means that I was in between uh, the construction phase and as well as the uh, operational phase.
0: Now, the primary role of the internal audit process in the GMA, um, can you explain that or or the process in a similar organization in the public sector? What is the process and and how important is it?
1: internal audit is a key component of governance I, within an, an organization if I have to say it simply is that internal audit is there to make the organization look good because what we do is that we sweep the organization clean and before other people come and see our debt all organization has got issues such as lacks in internal controls and risk issues. So internal audit, what it does, it gives assurance to the board and it gives assurance to the management that the strategies that they've put in place are rolling out as they should. So we, 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 we are the assurance providers.
0: Would you argue that in a country like South Africa, which obviously very topical at the moment is the issue of corruption and, and corporate governance, and in South Africa, this process, this internal audit process is arguably more important than in other countries?
1: Yes, I I, I would agree with you. It's very, very important. And I think in government, they have even legislated it because PFMA makes it compulsory for all government entities, public entities to have internal audit in place. I think the drafters of PFMA had that in mind because we are guardians of taxpayers' money and therefore public monies must not be embezzled. So in South Africa and around the issues that are happening now, internal audit is like really a must.
0: Let's go back to, to, to when you walked into the department and what existing there from a staff point of view. Did you then have to grow a team and build a team to start implementing certain procedures and processes?
1: Yeah, I, I had to grow my own timber from scratch. Um, I was appointed as head of audit and therefore there was nobody else. Uh, when I started, I had to br- bring on board audit firms who were helping, uh, helping me before I could appoint people. Then later, I appointed full-time staffs and then did away with with consultants.
0: I guess the benefit of that is you were able to stamp your own mark on something from the start and and ensure certain processes were put in place in the way that you wanted them to be put in place.
1: Yes, yes, true, because uh, policies and charters, internal audit and framework, all of them have got my signatures from scratch, so I did not inherit anything from anybody. Everything that is there, I started from scratch.
0: How important do you think that element is in ensuring consistency over the years?
1: Now, I think it's very important because institutional memory is very important uh, because uh, these days people don't are not loyal to organizations. They come and go, and that disturbs the flow of operations. So for somebody like me who has been here for eight years, as you have said, it's very important that it's easier to challenges. It's easier to address challenges because I've been there, done that, I've seen everything. So nothing surprises me. And I think when there are serious challenges, I'm equal to the task.
0: And you can draw on your experience. Yes. Now, the, the basis for an effective internal audit process is obviously a strong legislative framework. What are some of the key elements, including reference to the King 4 report on corporate governance?
1: Yes. King 4 seriously did internal audit a favor because it's one framework which actually elevated the importance of internal audit. Previously, internal audit was uh, insignificant, sitting at the corner. But when King 4 said internal audit must be in place, and then even particularly the uh, listed companies were compelled to have it in place so internal audit uh, uh, stature was elevated to where it is today so it is very important and i think when you read king 4 you can see that it mimics pfma and uh, and and other legislation like uh, uh, companies act that also requires make it compulsory for organization to have internal audit and i think it is for a reason because all of us want good governance clean governance, and then we want uh, to protect the resources of the organizations. What would you say are those key elements? What would you pick out? Uh, The key elements really for you to have a successful internal audit you must have good governance structures, starting from the board. The board must pronounce in their board charter that they are going to have internal audit in place and they're going to support it. Therefore, the board committees such as Audit Committee, Others, like in our case, we have got audit and risk committee of the board. I report to that committee. So it means I have got dual reporting. Dot headline I report to the CEO, but solid line, I report to the audit committee. That is to ensure the independence of internal audit, because you remember that I, I, I review the work of my colleagues. I adjudicate the work of my colleagues. Therefore, I need to have that independence protected. And as well, another thing is objectivity. Internal auditors must be objective in the work that they do, so that whenever they recommend something remedial action, they are um, also respected. Because if you you don't have objectivity, you don't have independence, you don't have support structures such as board and 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 board committees. Therefore, you you'll be dead in the water. So those structures really should be there to support internal audit to make sure that it has got adequate resources to ensure that it is given the space to, to work because in other areas where internal audit is not effective, they are stifled. So therefore, the, the charters of these board committees should specifically say that this is what we are going to do. And internal audit as well should have its own charter that is approved by the board that says internal audit shall be independent, shall be objective, and this is what it's going to do. And once that is approved by the board, therefore it becomes policy. And when it is policy, it means nobody can transgress policy. You transgress it, there are consequences. And it gives internal audit space to work without hindrance.
0: You would argue then that leadership is, is, is key to, to ensuring effective internal audit process?
1: It's very, very important.
0: We are still with Mr. Libo Pume, Chief Audit Executive at the Chow Train Management Agency. He's been taking us through some of the key issues related to the internal audit process at the GMA. Let's pick up now on the issue of clean audits, Mr. Pume, and look specifically at some of the key factors in the GMA achieving a clean audit for the past seven years.
1: All right. Um, as a public entity, our external auditor is Auditor General. That is, that is law. And therefore, Auditor General comes and review our books, and express an opinion on our financial positions. So, as JMA, we have been getting that now for, for seven years in, in, in a room. The key ingredients of that is leadership, first of all. The key ingredients of that is, is governance, is um, compliance with legislation, is proper internal controls, and then to have an independent internal audit in place that would be able to be a sounding board to management and the board so that we keep on getting that. But it's much more broader than that because once Auditor General comes on board and uh, raise some findings within the organization, the organization must be able to implement the recommendations that the AG has uh, has recommended. And now what happened is that at GMA what we do, once AG leaves the, the building after auditing, we as internal auditors pick up the, the button and we take all their findings and we put them in a, in a schedule of the year and we follow up with management. say, management, how, how far are you with implementing these uh, this recommendations from uh, auditor general? And that's how, that's one thing that we have built in, in, into the organization that uh, has made us different from another. And that, that is a question of leadership, of, of accepting that we are not perfect But we are eager and acceptable to learn. So So there needs
0: to be that openness, that understanding and and acceptance that there may be guidelines put in place externally from the AG, like you said. Yes. But an understanding and acceptance and openness to, to move forward with these procedures that have been suggested.
1: Yes. And maturity of leadership, because elsewhere, where I've worked through experience, you find that people want to argue with AG, people don't follow up, don't implement those recommendations. When AG comes the following year, you find that you still have those findings of last year that you have not implemented. So to him, it's like you're not serious about implementing internal controls, improving your processes, and such like. So, But with us, we are mature enough that when internal audit goes to management and say, management, remember... AG found the following. We have to address them within a specified period period as agreed with the AG. And we do that. And internal audit, again, go with its own risk-based plan that has been approved by the board and audit the whole company. When we audit the whole organization, we make various recommendations. And I'm very heartened that AG, they rely on the work of internal audit. They even say so themselves to say, we hardly rely on the work of internal audits elsewhere. But here, we rely on the work of internal audit. Even yesterday when we met with them, they have written a long list that we have relied on more than 10 of internal audit reports. So to me, really, uh, my chest swells. And uh, it also shows that the organization is mature enough to, to move forward with clean governance, uh, with good governance and towards clean audit and taking care of, of, of public purse.
0: But you've built that reputation and you've earned that respect from, from the AG, y- yes. which takes time.
1: It, it does take time. It takes time, sweat and blood, seriousness of work, sitting with management, with colleagues, uh, uh, showing them, marketing, persuading them that we, we are all here for the same objective. And we are, when, when AG gives us, us clean audit, we all look good. We are not in the public space or public newspapers or media for wrong reasons. We must be known for the right reasons. So, you know, that is why whenever I, ha- I have engagement with my colleagues, I say, guys, we are here to make all of us look good. It won't be good on your CV if we were not receiving clean audit. Just look around. Don't, don't even look far for organizations that are not receiving clean audit that are on, on the media for wrong reasons every day. You, you don't want to go and work there. But here we are doing just fine.
0: What measures have been put in place to ensure the GMA is able to maintain that clean audit status uh, for years to come? Uh,
1: I, I think we have internalized the governance principles. So we take governance matters, audit matters, risk management matters very seriously. So whenever, like I said before, when AG comes and say these are the findings, we engage them. And then we come to the consensus that indeed this is a finding. Remedial actions are taken seriously and they're implemented and they're followed up and they are reported on to the board at, on a quarterly basis. And the board also is very serious about what we, we, we give to them. They review our, our board submissions and they are certain that whatever we're giving them is true and is in accordance with the previously agreed plans. So they monitor progress against our plans. Whatever plans we give them, they are monitoring. So I think we we have matured to a level where it has become second nature. You unlike other places, you won't go to an individual and say, I'm here to audit and then they kick you out or they go and leave for three weeks and you don't know where they are. We are so matured that we take each other very seriously and we know that we are all in this together.
0: If you look back on your nine years with the GMA, uh, Mr. Pume, what are some of the challenges in terms of the internal order process that you find yourself up against?
1: Yeah, wh- When we started, it was very, very difficult. It was a steep hill. You remember we were forming an organization and congregating individuals from all over uh, the, the, the spectrum, private sector, NGOs, government and the like. So for many, it was very difficult to accept that we are a rule-based organization because we're a public entity. So when when you're a public entity, there's a plethora of laws that we have got to, to follow up. But if you were r- running a, a private entity, you don't have similar sets, similar catalog of laws. So here you have to contend with so many laws. So as an auditor, one thing that I'll do is to audit against those laws. So when I come to you and I said, you have not complied with 77 provisions. You'll say, What is that? I'm here to run a business. I'm not here to, to comply with seventy-seven provisions of, of PfMA, for instance. And then it was a gradual, a gradual way, journey to, to teach each other, to persuade each other that we have to, we don't have a choice here. If we don't follow these, AG when they come, they will find against us, and then we will be will be doing something incorrect. So, so
0: it's it, a challenge of changing the culture. Yeah, so.
1: changing the culture, change management, being patient, being not losing uh, hope, uh, being serious about work as well, uh, knowing that the results will be good for for all of us. It, it, you, you need a big heart because I know that not many of us want to be audited mm. because you, you, it, it feels like intrusion. But however, the results are good. It's painful. Uh, uh, in the beginning, but uh, the outcome is is good for all of us.
0: What about managing the complexity of having a concessionaire uh, in terms of involved in your internal audit process? How did you manage that element?
1: Yeah, that was also a serious challenge because uh, you remember how it was a green field, it was the first of its kind, of its size. So all of us, the concessionaire ourselves, we were learning to get along, and then it was not easy because... Like I said, when you go to people and looking for information and auditing, people think that it's an intrusion. When it's a partner organization sitting somewhere, you go there and you said, give me this information, I want to review it, there will be a resistance, of course, until you sit down and you you, you explain it in such a way that people now have a buy-in. So you, you, you have to do a lot of work of marketing yourself, a lot of work of bringing people closer to you, uh, so that you you see things from the same uh, the same view. Because when you start, obviously, everybody is doing his own thing in his own desk, in his own office, and they don't want to be disturbed. Because, like I said, people st- still feel that auditing is an intrusion in their space. Before, it, Therefore, I'm duty-bound. It's, it's incumbent on me to explain it. It's incumbent on me not to lose faith, to go there a hundred times, and try to win people over me so that all of us could look good.
0: Lastly, um, Mr. Pume, what advice would you have for officials in a similar audit position to you, involved in similar public projects, as it relates specifically to the internal audit process?
1: For, for, for similar public entities, one thing that is key is transparency. Um, once, once you have got transparency, you, 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 you have won half the battle. Because the problem is that AG is qualifying people for not even producing information. AG will say, I requ- please give me vouchers of the last six months in this area. And somebody said, I don't see them. It's an automatic qualification. You couldn't even produce vouchers. So it means you're not even transparent. So therefore, anybody who's managing public money should know that this is not your money. This is public money. Therefore, you should be transparent. We should see through you and you should embrace governance. You should know that all governance principles as espoused by KING4, King, King 4, PFMA, and other legislation, you should embrace them transparently so that we can read through you, and therefore you, have, you will win the battle. And leadership as well. Leadership is very important because A, Auditor General himself, uh, he's saying this year after year, recently was talking about... Local government that are think about their 235 and 15 got clean audit and others did not get. He mentioned the issue of leadership. If you don't have good leadership that embraces governance, therefore, even the best internal auditor in the world will not be able to make a difference.
0: We're going to leave it there. Thank you, Mr. Pume, for both your time and your insight. We value that input and insight and the learnings from the Gautran project. You've been listening to Mr. Libo Pume, Chief Audit Executive at the Gautran Management Agency, taking us through some of the key issues related to the internal audit process at the GMA and how it has been able to achieve a clean audit for the past seven years. To listen to this and other interviews about the Train, please tune in to our podcasts at Gautrain Talk Station. You can also access further material on our website. That's www.gautrain.co.za or follow us on Twitter. Music.